0: Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back,
1: relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode. Your weekly dive into everything fantasy football. Girls, gambling, and my old man, grumpy, get off my grass. Stuff that I always have to do because it's 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 like my therapy.
1: You you're being you. Yes, <laughs> and as you can
0: tell, Dan is not here this week. He's he's up in what is it? Western west northwestern Wisconsin. Tomahawk. Cash- Cashton. He's in Cashton. Do you Never heard of it. Johnny oh. Cashton. Johnny Cashton. I know it's. Somewhere west north of Madison,
1: everything's west yeah. north of Madison. Yeah. So he's up
0: there helping his parents do some yard work and stuff. So we brought in the executive producer again this weekend, and it's it's a it's a bright new day for the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. We have a brand new mixing board. We could get this thing done in no time now because there's no more um, stopping and starting, and because I gotta cut in some bumpers and some sounds. We could do it now just with me pushing a button. It's that it, it's easy. It's like we're professionals.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go there.
0: <laughs> so before I get into my very first thing, which started off having absolutely nothing to do with football, but I, I was able to finagle it into what's going on in the NFL. It's it's our little get off my grass segment. But uh just wanted to let you know that check out the website, mycffl.com. Everything we talk about, well, except the get off my grass segment, um, will be up there. The news and notes, all the links to all the news and notes that we talk about, our gambling picks. Wayne went and spent all of Dan's profits from, <laughs> from his from his parlay win on week one, which he's needed to do. And I, th- I actually thought that's why Dan wasn't here today, because he his man was after him, trying to avoid it. Ooh. Lefties, lefties he, looking for him. He, uh, college football, he went 0 for last week. Ouch. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel any pressure. <laughs> no, no. Well, we we got one right last night. We both took Ohio State. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, that,
1: that, that's why I sent them to you. I, I was looking at it, and they said Ohio State's going to be playing. Shooting. I'm like, Yeah, they it's Friday. Friday night. I'm like, I know, It's it was, Friday. They had a bunch of games last night. Okay, can we just get to NFL on Sunday, <laughs> NCAA on Saturday, on Saturday, and if you want to play a Thursday NFL game and a couple college games on Thursday, fine. That's fine.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was great, and then it was like taking candy from a baby. That was, it was like the free spot on yeah, a bingo card.
1: You look at it and go like, okay. okay. <laughs> Only 20 points? <laughs> See, now, just quick in this question, though, did, yes. did you take the Badgers as well?
0: No, no,
1: that game scares me. Me too. I that, I, that. I, I wrote it down, and I'm like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> but um,
0: the gambling's all up there. You can use our picks if you want, and then we have our Beat the Host segment. We have... Our lucky loser from last week's action will be... Actually, I record that on Thursday night. This is Saturday. I record that on Thursday night, so we'll have to dub that in. Well, luckily we the have way. the new soundboard, we so we can do, we can we do, can do, that, do that much easier. We can do all that much easier.
1: And, and it's, for you that can't see it because you're, you know, you're on radio, it's and it's hard a, to see.
0: A lot of LED colorful buttons. Looks
1: like Christmas up here.
0: <laughs> in the Dr. Pepper Man room. <laughs> and then, of course, their fantasy girl. It's it's guy time for a little bit at the end of the show,
1: right? Wait a minute, I'm guessing measurements on a guy. You're,
0: no, 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 no. It's it's <laughs> for the guys. <laughs> oh wow! Sorry, ladies. I know you're out there listening, <laughs> well, but
1: well, I was a little petrified right there
0: <laughs> uh, until you send me a note or an email, which you could do by how do you, going. How, how do you do that? That's it, called a. That's called a. Uh, Segway. Segway. Very good. Not the one you ride. Uh, no, those are dangerous. Yes. So it's it's um. CFF podcast at hotmail.com or you can get Dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. We don't have an email yet for the executive producer, but we'll work on that. We'll see if he wants to be bothered while he's out crisscrossing the United States in his semi delivering things to your home.
1: Yeah, I, I don't need millennials so <laughs> sending emails.
0: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> see? I didn't, I didn't get to the... Oh. That's, how you, that's how you poke the bear, people. Use your fan. Use our fan line too. <laughs>
1: you want to leave messages or text messages? Oh, and by the way, can I uh, can I give you a little uh, a little feedback? Sure. I uh, got a call got a call uh, last week from my daughter. Yes, the one. That this goes- is the
0: one in the sorority who. We're, we back that sorority that
1: is correct it's, it's we the back sorority a of, of sorority it's, it's the sorority of the podcast <laughs> exactly it's <And> the official <laughs> podcast sorority <laughs> there you go well the, she uh she actually played the um the shout out really? at, at their at their last event uh-oh and they were very excited really well you know anytime you get to hear yourself on the, yeah, on you the radio to, that, that's us a call yeah they're talking about us <laughs> so very excited. Uh, unfortunately they they lost their homecoming game by oh. by 3 points so well what are you going to do that's, we
0: should do a, a live broadcast from there.
1: Um, why not? You know, the beautiful Menominee, Wisconsin?
0: We have the new traveling soundboard
1: and everything. Well, you know, that's that's northeast of Madison. <laughs> everything is. Yeah. That's what I just learned. <laughs> or northwest. One of the two. <laughs>
0: but, but, yeah, use the fan line, 414-520-8249. Give us a, a voicemail. Give us a text. We'll read it or play it on the air, depending on which one it is. And sense. I know the millennials out there, they like the text. And I hope this doesn't annoy our, our official... Podcast sorority, but I do have a get off my grass segment because uh, I, I I spent this week dealing with a lot of them all week long. <laughs> That's and a as week. and as you know, that experience can both be tiring and frustrating at the same time.
1: Well, it it can't be it. It is.
0: <laughs> they're they're just over the top about everything they talk about,
1: and and I, just just so you know, I I did I actually got a, a pop up on my phone this morning from uh, from it's just some random yeah e- email said the millennial lifestyle is going to get more expensive. Well, yeah, yeah, because they don't do anything for themselves. It's it's the you know Uber Eats, the, the Uber Share, the whatever that work site thing is. We. Care we give we something or other <laughs> we give it but they're they're they are they are do not give a shit <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the problem is they're they're all losing money. Oh it's really? Big time losing money and oh. and it's they're gonna have to raise their rates or whatever. It's like well, you can't you don't get stuff for free. Well, the millennials are wrecking Vegas because uh. none of them gamble.
0: They oh. all go there to just party in the clubs and none of them want to see a band. They just want to see a DJ. Yeah, they want bottle service. But hey, I have a coupon. You know, and I I got a code. I want that bottle of, of, uh, Patron for nothing. Yeah. But I, I I was talking to these millennials all week and you know, they're, they're sitting there and they're preaching to me about how I shouldn't be using my plastic straw and, but meanwhile they're drinking out of their plastic cup, their third one that they filled up with water from the kitchen.
1: The, and and the, the cup that they get from Starbucks that they that they melt in their dishwasher, then throw it away, <laughs> and then go get another one. It's like, well, how's I, even, that different? Even the plastic cups that they walk out with for free from the place when, when they yeah, order their exactly. iced mocha
0: latte chino frappe. Their $47 frappe. Dollar
1: oh. beverage.
0: So this week, and it didn't help that I had a bad back this week. I actually had to go to a doctor. Oh. And I, I put on a steroid, and I don't know if the steroid drove me into a rage or... What? But you know, roid Rage like Barry Bonds. Roy, and
1: well, you know, but yeah,
0: yeah, back knee. No, not, not yet. <laughs> it's just really small pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not the injection. Not, not the hor- not the horse tranquilizers. Okay, <laughs> but I was able to figure out why millennials are what they are, and and how they got to that spot in their upbringing. Do and, tell. And what I found out was a voluminous list of things that are being destroyed. We're just no longer used by
1: millennials. Now, you know, you know that all the millennials are on their phones right now looking up voluminous, Luminous trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> well, <hadn't> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> that and cocksure it does. Exactly. That's an old-fashioned they, word. Nobody uses that.
0: And I wanted to talk to you about it, and we were kind of on the, on the text machine back and forth. Yeah. And then I figured I have to relate this into professional football somehow. Oh, that should be easy. So I, I put together a list with the help of the Worldwide Interwebs, because all the answers are out there. <laughs> to to search the top 10 things that millennials no longer do and why they don't do them. And you'll quickly learn as we go through this list, you'll be able to figure out that this is why I have to deal with what I'm dealing with in the NFL right now. You know, the players like OBJ, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Brown, Jalen Ramsey, Baker Mayfield, Melvin Gordon, and any other young guy out there that, that you know, thinks they're all that
1: yeah wouldn't it be easier just to make a list of the guys that don't piss you off
0: (laughs) so here the top 10 things that millennials no longer do they don't eat cereal and it's i I was thinking it's because well it's not healthy yeah i would think that's but the research shows that they don't eat cereal because they don't want to take the time to have to clean out the bowl when they're finished
1: I have three daughters and I can say that's true. <laughs>
0: is it really? Because I'm like, well, what do they do for rest of their meals? Or it's all Uber Eats and it's in styrofoam and they just throw stuff away. Exactly. Bingo. Oh, next one. Number nine, saying I do or kissing at their wedding. Guess what the reason is?
1: They don't want to make the guests uncomfortable because they want a tongue?
0: Nope. They they don't want, it. it seems subservient. And they don't want to, saying I do means I'm going to obey you, and, and that's always, um, you may kiss the bride. It's like, what do you mean, what, I give permission when he can kiss me,
1: not you. Oh, good Lord. You <laughs> know, it, it's wrecking the world. Wow. Number eight. And my three daughters are getting married at some point, so <laughs> this will be fun. Where, where were the vows? Oh, <laughs> dad,
0: we're woke. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I can't even, I, I, I can't even remember if I'm supposed to call their, I don't know what I call their, what we call them boyfriends. It's, um, isn't it a life partner? No, that's if you're married, like you're in a, in in a uh, same maybe, sex maybe, relationship. Maybe they think they're a serious relationship. I don't okay. know. So I, I don't, maybe that is right. I don't know.
0: Oh, that's why I'm confused. Number eight, surround sound and live screen TVs. And this one, this one's easier to figure out.
1: Surround sound.
0: They would, they would just rather plop down on their sofa and watch Netflix on their iPad.
1: Oh, that's that's true. I mean, that's the funny thing is, TVs are getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And the millennials are watching on smaller and smaller well, screens. Well,
0: that's the thing. It's like Danny. Dan always tells me this, and it just my, my head explodes. They have this huge TV in their living room. Yeah. And it'll be on, and Dan and his wife will be watching TV, and they have three girls. And they'll all be sitting on the sofa, each one with their own phone. Exactly. Watching Netflix or Snapchatting or ghost Googling or whatever the hell the new thing is. And you have this huge, almost wall-sized TV. Exactly. Uh, hey, yeah, we, num- we think
1: it's fan- fantastic. <laughs> I know. We used, to I, have, I, we
0: used to have the bulb TVs sitting there watching them. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to finagle my wife into getting a, a bigger screen downstairs. <laughs> Number seven, drive or use a taxi. Oh, yeah, Uber. Research shows that millennials do not even like driving. They would rather call an Uber or Lyft. And they don't use taxi cabs because they don't want to have to go outside and hail or wait for a taxi to show up. They would rather sit and watch on their phone as the map, as the car gets closer, and go down when they know it's there.
1: But, you know, it's, it's funny because I, it's, you know, since they don't like to drive, right? I had to stop in California my way back from Hawaii and get my daughter's car and drive it home because yeah. she couldn't? Uh-huh. She didn't feel comfortable driving on the highways? <laughs> no, right. Okay. <laughs> we, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, got, I got to where I was supposed to drop off my rental car, uh-huh. which was a small airport in Stockton, and I tried Uber, yes. I tried Lyft, I tried all that stuff. Nobody would come there. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> they, they wanted to upgrade me to... Uh, Uber Premium, right? Which is twice the price to to get well, to get somebody there. Yeah, to, to, to you know. So a if walk. I want some, if I want somebody to show up in an Escalade and drive me a half a <laughs> you know half a mile, so I end up calling I end up calling taxi and it was it was just exactly the same. The taxis now yeah. run just like well, Uber. they have to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Competition, so, but I don't but but I don't think they have the mindset oh. to say, you know, I I could save. $75 on my ride if I just took a taxi.
0: And a little sidebar on that, the millennial thing. Do, have you seen the video with the two people in the Tesla driving down the highway? And the driver behind the car, is his head's down in his chest and he's sleeping. And the woman next to him in, in the passenger seat has got her head leaning against the window sleeping. No, is, this, is this self-driving, a self-driving? is self-driving. Oh,
1: thank God. There's no way I'd be able to sleep. No, no, no way I'd be able to drive on the
0: highway oh. with those people out there. And we continue. Number six, and this one I couldn't understand at first, but now it makes sense. Fabric softener. Research shows that a majority of millennials have no idea what fabric softener is for or what reason it's used or, you know, why it's used.
1: Well, see, my my kids understand that. It's the argument between the stupid sheets, <laughs> which I hate. I'm allergic to. Yeah. I, my, I break out when my wife uses them. and um, The liquid? The liquid, which yeah. I grew up on because... We found out that a couple of the kids in mm-hmm. our family were allergic to the sheets. Right, way back then, and it's still like whatever's whatever's in there. Yeah, the snuggle one. Yeah. Yeah. So I use you know we use the liquid kind, but uh, Devon still uh, sneak, it, sneaks the sheets in every like, once in a while. Like, and, and I'm driving. Yeah, I'm driving itching. along, and I'm itching, <laughs> yeah. and my my face is breaking. <laughs> out. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, the sheets.
0: Number five, you'll be able to figure this one out. Mass market beer.
1: Oh, the craft beers. We yeah.
0: Gotta, yeah. Oh, because it, it they they want to seem like they're more refined and. And yeah. Elite, and oh, I'm not going to be seen holding a Miller Lite or a Bud.
1: Well, and, and a, a lot of them, and I and I know my my oldest daughter is is into this. They're into the wine thing.
0: Oh yeah, the wine so, thing. I'm sure is so, new.
1: Yeah, so they're they're very. She belonged to a a winery out in California. She went to school out oh, there. Oh my god. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, bars of soap.
0: Liquid. They use liquid soap, and the reason is they think that the bars of soap are just covered and coated in germs from previous uses.
1: That makes sense. But they their own germs. You you would think unless they're they're in
0: jail and they're, don't bend over.
1: (laughs) Number three, golf.
0: According to research, millennials do not golf because the game goes against their values of diversity and inclusion. Plus, of course, you know it's too expensive.
1: Well, well, I, I I they don't think anything's too expensive because they don't really think they pay, they pay for, for anything. Everything. Yeah. But it's like it's I, th- I would think it's just it's strenuous. Yeah. And you got you got to commit to it's like going to a baseball game. That's why baseball's dying. Yeah. You got to commit to a few hours. And that
0: that's why we had to put nets up at all the baseball parks because exactly. God forbid you sit for 3 hours and not have your face <laughs> in your cell phone actually paying attention. <laughs> Me and a coworker, the millennial thing yesterday, we went to went to um Panda express why i have no idea for
1: lunch and because you wanted to spend 27 dollars so. a dad
0: with two kids well actually one turned out we were only from the back one turned out to be his wife she had her ears all pierced and tattooed and I'm like that's your wife wow and this kid and both of them are standing in line head down and i'm going i go to my co my co-worker buddy i go and this is why everybody's backs hurt oh yeah because their necks are just wrenched over like they Got like an ostrich with their head in the sand, but just playing on your phone. I'm like, I finally I'm going like this behind a person, like step forward, and and he caught he caught me in the corner of his eye. And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> number two, health and life insurance.
1: They probably don't even know what that is.
0: Well, it's it's considered a cost thing. They do not want to take on because it's viewed as money going to something that they will never need. Rather than having money for their everyday spending. Uh, I deal with this at work every day. I had a, a co-worker, a young guy who thought he was God's gift to everything. Um, so a, yo- a younger version of me. Yes. Okay. Yes. But more of a douche. So anyways. <laughs> Every day, I had to sit there and listen about. Oh my God, um, Obamacare! Oh how thank, thank God we got Obamacare! Oh my God, thank God Obamacare, Obamacare, Obamacare! And then when he found out that he had to actually, you are required to purchase health insurance, he bitched and pissed and moaned and refused to purchase. And I'm going, you know, you're going to get fined for not. I'm sorry, taxed for not buying that. He goes, Oh no, I, I have, I have a, a accountant who's going to. You, you can't. Wiggle your way out. I almost said a different word that wasn't good. Wiggle your way out of that. You have to pay, either have health insurance or pay the the premium tax. But yeah, he didn't
1: want to buy health insurance care. And finally, and, is, and he, wait a minute. So he, I'm assuming he wasn't offered it through work. Yeah. Oh, well, he was, but he didn't okay. want to
0: buy it because it, it. He didn't want to spend the money on it.
1: So, so work insurance is so much less expensive than Obamacare,
0: right? He but he didn't want to spend the money on it. He he thought he actually thought <clears throat> when when um, our first half black president was saying that your health insurance was going to be free. He thought
1: it was going to be free. So he he likes Bernie then. Oh, loves Bernie. Oh, and and
0: Elizabeth Warren who refuses to tell you how much taxes so, are going to go so up if.
1: So how do the millennials? I don't understand. And why
0: do they love Bernie?
1: I, I don't understand this because they they. They hate being told what to do. This is so not a football podcast oh, I, today, right? I now. know, but but, but they <laughs> we're we're eighteen minutes in. <laughs> ah, nobody's got anything else to do. But no, they're they're, they're supporting these. I mean, what's Bernie? Eighty some years old? Yes. Goes against their thing. They want somebody young. Yeah. They
0: want a young guy. They want socialism. For God' sake, no, they think that it's so amazing. Right? Like, well, because it's
1: everything you believe but in. Think think about when they were born. It, it's not like. I remember growing up watching the Vietnam War on TV yes and you know all the things that you know i I don't remember the Bay of Pigs and such you know the Kennedy stuff
0: but you learned about it in, in but yeah history in history class. yeah
1: but 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 nowadays it's like you know everything's everything's a hand to oh people just give us stuff right like right
0: a, well and, that, and that's the thing it's like I've been reading books about that too where we're yeah, me reading books go figure. Where wait a minute, on a on a Kindle or an actual <laughs> no, book? An actual book. I don't. I well, don't where do like, you buy those now? <laughs> well, it used to be Amazon,
1: but yeah, all the bookstores are out of business. <laughs> I don't so. think
0: Amazon even remember Amazon started Th- selling. That was books? their thing. Well, we're going to put all the
1: bookstores out of business. We did that. Not, well, not now we're books. putting everything out of yeah, business. exactly.
0: <laughs> but no, I uh, where they don't they don't know history anymore. They don't learn history in school anymore. Yeah, you know they don't
1: learn how to r- write. They don't. They learn how to print. They don't learn. That cracks. That still cracks me. You don't know how to tell time. Every time I show somebody something that's written, and, and yeah. they give you that kind of cocked head yeah, look, like "What? What, what is, is that?" This was just hieroglyphic. exactly. <laughs> no, because like, I,
0: I heard about that too. How millennials don't know how to tell time on an analog watch. Yep. And I'm like, that's not true. No. So I went up to a millennial and I said, "What time is it?" And I showed him my beautiful five thousand dollar Breitling. I'm like, "What time is it?" And she goes, "Why are you asking?" <laughs> I just want to see if it's true, and they don't know how to tell time.
1: Well, they now, don't learn how, on an analog watch. Now, is this one of the fancy ones that doesn't have numbers on it? Or yeah, yet? there are no numbers. Oh okay. no, no, mine has the twelve, the three, the six. Okay, the so it's 9. got partial numbers. Yes. Yeah, See that? That's. I think that confuses them. It's like some some of them, you know, have the big the big dots or whatever, but they don't have the actual numbers on them. How are they going to make it through the military when they go? uh Bogey coming in at 2 o'clock. Stop it. You're
0: assuming <laughs> any of them are going to serve in the military. Stop it. And finally, let's get this over so we get into some actual football news. Starter homes. Millennials would rather stay living with their parents in their basement than, than spend what they consider wasted money on a used home that, that they have to spend money more money on to fix up. And research also shows that millennials detest doing yard work.
1: But don't don't they understand equity? No, they don't. They don't know how to tell time. It's, it's an it's an investment. You 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 spend money on it to make money to 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 buy for people to buy it for more money from you right. so that you can buy a bigger. Well, homes. that's the
0: thing. This is only starter homes. They would they think it's better idea to stay with their parents for a couple of years, sock some money away, and buy one of these brand new, never lived in before McMansions
1: but they don't, they don't sock any money away because they got the Uber Eats guy coming to drive, <laughs> up the driveway. <laughs> you know, it's like they're, they're spending money hand over fist on other stupid stuff. So,
0: yeah, so are, and one of the biggest complaints from municipalities are that homeowners are not, that these young millennial homeowners are not cutting their grass or doing basic upkeep in their yards. And I'm, I'm like, that's absolutely right. I went to Madison to visit Dan's daughter with Dan and his wife. And we're just walking down the road Every freaking house, and I know they're doing it because they think it's ecologically nice, but all their front yards are turning into these weed fields. These really tall. Okay. They look like urban wildlife areas. Yeah.
1: yeah. It looks like shit. Well, you know, you know, what? we got we got to get the perfect business for us.
0: As, as you're walking down, yeah, cutting lawns. We no, we oh, you know,
1: we start Uber Uber Lawn Care.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as you put the word Uber in <laughs> exactly, front of it. Exactly. Money, money, money. Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Well, let's, that was fun. <laughs> let's get into our news and notes, shall we? That's right, the siren for the news and notes. And it starts with this. Thursday night saw the possible downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs as MVP quarterback Patrick Mahomes went down with an injury to his knee uh, against the, in their win against the Denver Broncos.
1: Have you have you heard a, a final?
0: Uh dislocated kneecap.
1: No, I I heard that, but the, I've heard everything from three weeks to yeah. The last four I to heard, six. was three weeks. Yeah, I, I just heard this morning four to six weeks. I'm like, well, where did that come from?
0: Did did you see when they had the cameras on him when they were popping the knee back into place? Yeah, <laughs> I I was actually able to watch it. It's not like looking at a broken leg. It was yeah. just like a, but then all of a sudden his other leg just straightens out. <laughs> and like, oh, you know that had to hurt. <laughs> there seems to be some hints of optimism. Like we said, he was heard walking off the field telling coach, "I'm I'm going to be fine."
1: Apparently, there was a they, they he greeted all his teammates in the yeah, afterwards. locker room afterwards. You know, big celebration. I'm going to be back. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. I've been told many times by a prior member of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League who's a doctor, you can walk on an, a, a torn ACL. But oh. it turned out it wasn't that. Thank God. Next, Green Bay is currently without three of their top three re- or wide receivers. Devontae Adams fighting a turf toe injury, which I think is going to be nagging all season long. Yep. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is fighting a knee and an ankle injury. He's listed as doubtful this week. Geronimo Allison is listed as questionable, although last I heard he was still in concussion protocol.
1: Yeah, he ain't coming back this week.
0: They were all still sidelined in practice, not practicing on Thursday.
1: On top of that, you got Tanyan and uh, Graham also on the injured report. So. Oh, Graham. Well, it doesn't matter if he plays but they, they don't have a tight end. But uh, Sternberger's on the horizon. Yes, he's week com- nine. coming down the road.
0: Yeah, well, this isn't week nine yet. We need somebody for this yeah, week. I know.
1: <laughs> and I don't think
0: that in their hopes of stemming the tide of horrible receiver play, signing Ryan Grant, I don't think that's going to fill the void.
1: There's other guys out there. I don't know why I, they went uh, with Ryan Grant. Well,
0: Dan and I were kind of talking when that happened. It's like, why don't they make a trade for Emmanuel Sanders? That makes too much sense. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be nice. Yeah. Mason Rudolph. He's expected to play in week eight after the Steelers return from their bye week on seven this week. Rudolph will return to face off against the Miami Dolphins. How about that for a get-right game? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Dolphins, I'm still in my survivor pool So with am my, I? With with my uh, I? Dolphin uh, thing that I explained on the podcast. I was worried a little bit last week because I went oh. with Seattle against Cleveland.
1: When I put Fitzmagic in there, you're like, oh, oh. oh crap.
0: <laughs> no, I um. Because last week the Dolphins played Washington, yes, and I I I, I couldn't I couldn't take Washington. I was scared.
1: Uh, well, I, yeah.
0: So I used one of my my mulligans. Okay. Not, not that there is a mulligan, but I I'm like okay, this is one where I'm gonna have to go off the board a little bit. So I took Seattle against Cleveland, thinking oh no problem. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Ingram. Has been taking part in individual drills during a light Monday practice. He's hoping to have a chance to return after after his knee injury. Uh, the Giants were down a bunch of starters last week against New England. And those guys all look to be back this week. And if they are, you're going to want to get them in your lineup as the Giants go against a questionable Cardinals defense this weekend. No, Another guy with a chance to return this week is Todd Gurley, although he is not going to play a herd. Oh, wait, no, that's Kamara.
1: Kumar's out. Kamar's definitely out. But I I heard uh, Gurley is going to play. What I heard on Gurley, I heard Malcolm Brown's out for sure.
0: Yeah. So I might actually get some Daryl Henderson action. <laughs>
1: if, if I had him, I'd be I'd be looking at playing <laughs> him.
0: they have yet to rule him out when I when I wrote down the news things. Um, I thought I heard something. You, know, you check that while I'm doing this.
1: I'll check the the report here.
0: Do be aware that his latest injury for Gurley is is on the same leg as his bad knee, which.
1: Does not allow
0: for much stability for him. So if you have a Daryl Henderson since Malcolm Brown is going to be out, you might want to do that. Redskins running back Darius Geis is looking like he will be able to return to practice next week. He's still on injured reserve and eligible to return two weeks after he is activated.
1: And they're saying Bryce Loves is going to be out still extended. Yeah, a while. Yeah. Seattle tight
0: end Will Disley underwent surgery on his Injured Achilles. Not I don't even say injured. Let's just say torn. Torn Achilles, and the team does not, or does expect them to have him ready for the 2020 season. And this is not a second season in a row that Disley's season has ended with an injury.
1: Yeah, they were saying um,
0: Hunter Henry of Seattle.
1: Well, no, they were saying they were saying that uh, he might be done. Really He's done, done. They were saying it could be. Ooh because they were they were they were afraid last year that it might have been career threatening and now it's you know back to back well so
0: Saquon Barkley was a full participant in practice this week and he's going to be playing um, against the Cardinals another guy to have a nice game to come back in the Big 10 running back
1: curse that we told everybody about yes. don't don't yes i i always
0: said <laughs> big 10 running backs do nothing <laughs> horrible Cowboy receiver Amari Cooper was diagnosed with a bruised thigh. Painful but not serious is the word from Dallas. Look for Cooper to be limited in practice this week as he was. Um, they're going to need him this week as they match up against the Eagles, I would assume.
1: Uh, he, he, it's a bonanza <laughs> if he can play, but th- they're they're trending him towards not playing, it sounds yeah. like.
0: A.J. Gr- Green has not played this season, and it looks like his status for this weekend is still in question. Not playing. The answer to the question of will he play is the same as it has been the last few weeks. We'll see. Yeah, he has, no, t-
1: he has no time timetable for his return.
0: <laughs> Jacksonville receiver Marquise Lee is expected to miss a couple weeks, at least after suffering a sprained ankle. The injury is considered minor to moderate. Regardless of the injury, Lee has not been much of a threat on offense for the Jaguars this season. He only has two receptions this year. I might have more than that.
1: But I, actually, no, I don't. If you played for the Packers this weekend, you can get <laughs> you two could for get sure. a couple.
0: <laughs> Look for Chris Conley to get more action with, with Lee out. And Alvin Kamara, as we said, high ankle type issue, according to Saints sources. And you know what they say. Those high ankle injuries take a while.
1: Unless you're Kamara. Super, yeah. super Kamara.
0: Super Kamara with the pierced nose that Ezekiel Elliott had to beat by getting the <laughs> bull ring and a couple studs. In the same nose? Can, is that guy going to come up with a new move? The the the, Other than the thing, Phoebe it, it's, thing? That's just getting old. It's like come up with something <laughs> new.
1: At least Aaron Rodgers did, did, does a different move every year.
0: Yeah, try something different. From the porn stash to the yeah to the uh, just <laughs> D- kind of D- double, double check. check. Yeah. So yeah, uh, word is Kamara is not playing this week against yeah. the Bears. So look for uh, what was his name? Latavius um, Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah, he's yeah, going to be Dan, the man.
1: Dan tried to trade him to me. He he wanted uh, all your players. <laughs> no, it was a uh, it was it wasn't that lopsided. It was lopsided, but it wasn't that lopsided. But I I countered him and he he said no. All
0: right, Um a little sidebar, get off my lawn moment. Did you hear Roger Goodell this week? No. Made comments regarding the rule change involving pass interference. And in a moment that just pissed me off to no end, Goodell said the following. <coughs> I have to try my yeah. weasley lawyer voice. Okay. Quote This is something that we spend a great deal of time on, as you know, back in February, March period, something that coaches felt very strongly. I think they understood that replay was going was not going to correct every instant replay or pass interference close call. We're not over officiating here. We're not trying to, or possible trying to make it perfect. And we're not reofficiating these plays. So the thought process was to correct the obvious and clear error. So I think the numbers reflect that. If it's something close and there's not obvious and clear evidence, it's going to stay with whatever is called on field. And I think the data supports that. I think it's what we anticipated. The coaches anticipated what we're doing. (laughs) What the fuck?
1: Does he watch the games on Sunday? (laughs) What the fuck? Boy, everyone is stupid except me. (laughs) We've been told all along that the idea behind
0: challenging pass interference was to get the call right. Wasn't yeah. it the, the idea behind every challenge? Yes. I mean, get the call right. For him to say we are not over-officiating or trying to get every call right, how stupid is he? What's the point of having challenges if, if it isn't to get the call right and to make the calls perfect?
1: Well, with with the interference now, it's it's a it's a joke. There's uh, the coaches won't even won't even throw the flag anymore because I I, th- I can't remember what the number was. It's it's in the ninety oh, percentile, right? That have not been they haven't overturned anything.
0: And after hearing this, I because I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm thinking if I'm a head coach and somebody says, "Why didn't you throw a flag on that pass interference call that was obviously pass interference that they didn't call them?" I'd be like, "Why why waste my time out in a challenge? I mean." Roger Goodell said they're they're not here to make this perfect and not here to actually do the right thing. Why waste my, why waste a, a challenge and timeout?
1: Uh, what is, is what is this this push now for the? Um, sc- they keep calling the Sky Judge, which apparently was part of the AAF. Oh, I don't know. And I don't even they, they keep saying they, like like everybody knows what it is. I'm like, well, I, say what it is. Well, and I think it's kind
0: of like in college. In college, they can, um, like on on targeting. They can buzz down from the yeah from the roof if there isn't a flag thrown. They'll buzz down and say, "Hey, we need to look at this for targeting."
1: Well, and see that that's the I I just heard somebody make this argument uh, this weekend or uh, last week that it, it's not it's not the officials. Everybody keeps blaming the officials. No, it, it's, it's like, the New York it, guy. It, it's not the officials because the 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 big the Big Ten all the college football leagues do a, a better job of replay right. And integrating the right calls. The
0: Canadian Football League does a better job.
1: But (laughs) my understanding is the NFL is too stubborn to do what another league did, like somebody else came up with something. They want to be the first. We we can't do that. It's like, if it makes it better. Yeah. Isn't
0: that the goal, is to get these games to be right? No. I mean, we already have the NBA for this. That's clearly not their goal anymore. uh, In other news and notes, Jets recently re reinstated tight end Chris Herndon. He's been put onto the active roster in New York. Uh, besides being suspended, he was suffering a hamstring injury. So we'll need to see if he can get back into practice first before he's he plays a, in a game. He's, he's not to, playing this week. Yeah, he's out this week. And the Dolphin fire sale looks like it's continuing though. Good God. As word is they're trying to get rid of Kenyon Drake. Oh, well, uh, they don't They don't play him. They might as well get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, prior to the trade deadline, 29th. In Rappaport reported that the Dolphins have had trade conversations with multiple teams. He's currently in the final year of his rookie deal. This is another one of those situations, kind of like our dis- discussions coming up about quarterbacks, in which we have a player that was drafted to a team, only to spend his first five years toiling away because they don't know how to use him.
1: And it's it's weird because you've had several different um, group, you know, coaching groups there. Mm-hmm. And, and not one of them has come up. Either, either the guy is not, just not that good. Right. Everybody you listen to in fantasy football is like, oh, you know, Kenyon Drake would be great if they just played him. Right. But you go through three coaching staffs and none of them play him. There's a reason they're not playing him.
0: <laughs> and finally, this is our little question of the week news item. Everybody's All-American. Marcus Mariota ah. was taken out of the Titans game last Sunday for ineffectiveness. Boo. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> was put into the game. yes. Mariota has not been the Hall of Fame quarterback I was thinking he would be, despite all the amazing talent he
1: possesses. Have have you officially broken up with him now? Nope, nope. It's not
0: like me and Taylor Swift.
1: Okay. We're we're on the outs. We've broken up. Oh. Um, I'm surprised there was some paparazzi outside when I came in.
0: (laughs) As far as Mariota's concerned with his talent and Hall of Fame ability, I think it's more of the bad luck of being drafted to a blasé team like the Titans that put him in this position.
1: And is is that why Mitch uh, Trubisky? Yes. Is is bad too because he got yeah. drafted to a crap team. The crap team and with a crap coach. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can't. I can't imagine. Can't, I mean, could, would you think Tom Brady would be
1: any better on the Tennessee Titans? Um, I, I I gotta I gotta remind you if you go back and look what New England was like when Tom Brady got drafted there, they sucked. Yeah, but he um came in for Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe
0: sucked. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe took him to the Super Bowl. Is, is, is Drew Bledsoe in the Hall of Fame? No. Well, a little too white. The latest word out of Nashville is that Mariota is being benched for Ryan Tannehill. If you do have him on your roster, Don't play you, him. you may want to look into other options. Don't play. Depending on, of course, on what Tannehill does this weekend. Which brings us to the question of the week. Which of the top young quarterbacks do you consider the most overrated? We did top five.
1: Oh, and I I didn't go with young. I just went with overall. But mostly, Overall? Yeah, most but yours mar- are mostly young. Yeah, they're mostly young. Guys.
0: Yeah, but I don't mean young by like rookie because I have older guys in there too. I, okay. I think. Yeah. Younger-ish. younger youngish. My number five, five most overrated quarterback, Marcus Mariota, Tennessee Titans. I know. Everyone thinks this is, this is just me being a Mariota sycophant, but hear me out. He's only number five. He's Yeah, he's not the worst. Like I said, the one thing that screwed up Mariota's career has nothing to do with him and his tremendous talent. He committed the sin of being a Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback in college and being drafted by a horrible team that destroys most every top player that, that they have drafted. If Tampa Bay would have done the right thing and drafted Marcus Mariota instead of doing the affirmative action thing by drafting Jameis Winston instead of the best quarterback talent on the board, this may be a much different situation as the Buccaneers, I think, have more talent on offense and coaching than do the
1: Titans. Oh, by far, by far.
0: Mariota has a 63% completion percentage uh, with a 2-1 to touchdown to interception ratio.
1: That's not good.
0: He's never been under 60% completion percentage for a season, and his team has finished over three of his five seasons. Number
1: five, Mariota. You... My number five, and I'm sure he's going to make your list, Cam Newton. Yes. And Doesn't it's speak. it's not, I mean, I, I fought this one. I, I sent you my, my original list, which I had 10 guys that I was looking at. Right. And I really didn't think Newton was going to be on the list because if you look at his numbers and how he's finished, but that's why I had to clarify whether it was fantasy, we were looking <laughs> at or real life. Um and in real life he's he's just not a very good quarterback. Well,
0: and that's the thing. It's like I cuz when you mentioned that to me I was looking at my guys I'm like, you know, if it, if we were doing fantasy I'd have to put Mariota higher up on the list because most of these guys they suck in real life but in fantasy they're not bad guys to have on your team.
1: Exactly. That that and and, and that that's why I was confused because if we were doing guys that were disappointing for fantasy Top's of the list, you'd have you'd have Mahomes on there because mm-hmm. he's far below his pace. That you know everybody was expecting him to get fifty touchdowns again, like that right. wasn't going to happen. But uh, Rodgers would be on there, right? Uh, obviously, well, there's other guys that we have on our list now that right. that are going to be on there. But yeah, for real life, I just Newton, uh, his whole his whole uh, value to his team is his running ability. Right. And he's not run at all this year. Uh, you know, it turns out because of whatever injuries. It's hard he's, to do that on one foot. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he his upside, I think it's just one of those guys he's just gotten beaten up from, you know, running so much over the years that I don't think he has a whole lot left. Yeah. My number
0: four guy, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. The problem with Jackson for me is that right now he's supposed to be a quarterback and he can't throw a pass.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to fight you on this one. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to go outside the alley. The <laughs> reason I, I
0: have him in my top five most over is because if you remember back to 2018 when he was drafted, what were we promised? Or what were we told? The biggest tragedy of the first round of the draft would be if Lamar Jackson is not drafted in the first round.
1: Well, there were there were the two schools of thought. One said he should go to receiver. Yes, and one which he should, and one said he should. You know, he should be drafted in the first round. Right. Lo and behold,
0: the the Ravens traded into the end of the first round and selected
1: Lamar Jackson, and the world was saved. And Harbaugh became a (laughs) a Hall of Fame coach. (laughs) Right. Lamar, the
0: newest savior of the NFL, was drafted into the first round, and then the Jackson career started. Year one, 1,201 passing yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions and a fifty-eight percent completion average.
1: And granted, but he only played half. That was a season. only half a season. Okay,
0: but when you watched him, it wasn't pretty. The no. guy can't throw football. But he's effective. I mean, for fantasy football, he's effective. This year in six games, fifteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, six
1: interceptions. Can, Still can, not good. Can I sidebar on this? Sure. One? Just out of curiosity, <laughs> I knew do, you were going to do this. Do you, do you have Josh Allen on your uh, on your list? I don't. Because
0: hmm. well,
1: but here's Wait a the, minute, let me go. Hmm. But here's
0: here's the reason why. Because I, I, I looked at that. I'm like, Josh Allen, we've been told all along, not that good. Can't throw a deep ball, can't do this, can't do that. It's like when when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. It's like Daniel Jones, not that good. He's not a first round quarterback, he's not this. So I'm talking about guys who we've been told amazing, spectacular. They're gonna save the NFL. They're going to reinvent the league.
1: Well, you know, I haven't checked out. I haven't checked out the website recently. Yeah, I haven't updated the whole but, but uh, the, rainbow bet. Thing yeah, because I'll I'm, work on that this week. I'm it'll I'm pretty be positive there's a bet out there yeah. where <laughs> I, if somebody would actually put the numbers out there, <laughs> yeah, Lamar um, Jackson would be crushing right now. Um, um, okay, who's your number four guy? Oh, <laughs> well, my number four guy is uh, Jared Goff. Oh, because he's he's. I, I would say not as much as a disappointment as he is a fraud. If the, if the guy doesn't have his coach talking in his ear and telling him what to do, a product of the system exactly. Yeah. He he is the absolute epitome of the product. Tom of Brady, system. uh, I you know I, I guess you could argue that, but I it's,
0: it didn't matter when Tom Brady was hurt who they brought in. That's true. They look all American.
1: Well, it's just because they're 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 so good. I mean, they yeah. they run their system so well. Right. Uh, okay. You know, but golf. I mean you know the, the, this new Sheet. McVay was going to be the new you know yeah. super genius and then Fangio last year for, when he was with the bears mm-hmm. showed the blueprint on it for everybody on how to how to beat him. they went to the sugar huddle on right. defense right and just everybody stood around waiting till the the coach couldn't talk in the ear anymore. Till sixteen seconds on the play clock. <laughs> then they then they broke yeah. into where they were going to be, and and it left it up to the to the quarterback to make decisions. This quarterback has to know what he's doing, and he can't. Right, and he doesn't. So,
0: yes, um, a little bit overrated. Lamentable. Number, Number three for me, Jameis Winston of Tampa Bay. Speaking of promises of the best quarterback to ever play the game, we were promised that with Winston too. No. Not as much as we were with Lamar Jackson number four, but we were told to ignore the rape allegations, ignore the crab leg theft, ignore everything your eyes tell you about this guy when he's playing football, and believe us, he is amazing. In reality, Winston throws interceptions like the old guy sitting outside his house handing out candy to little kids at Halloween. Ouch. He has one season where he has had a 500 or better record. He has two seasons with over 4,000 yards passing. He has never had a quarterback rating over 61, but say the blind followers, he made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Couldn't possibly have a rookie season without the newest Black Savior quarterback of football in it. That's right, a Pro Bowl year in which he completed 58% of his passes, had a losing record, 22 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I wish people would have listened to me when I tried to tell everyone this guy isn't any good, and you'd be out of the league in five years. This is the last of those five years, and there still isn't any guarantee that he's going to be on a team next year.
1: So, yeah, I don't think either one of the, I don't think Mariota or, um, James are going to make what, it through their rookie contract? I don't think they're going to make it next year, and, and the interesting thing for me
0: would be uh, Mariota's we'll probably both be holding the clipboard somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if one of those guys should be holding a clipboard in Green, Green Bay. Bay.
0: Mariota would look Good in green gold. I'm
1: just, one, I mean, you know, as as a backup, oh, and that's, that's yeah. he's he's required to play one or two games a year. <laughs> required to,
0: at the end of the season when we're fourteen and all exactly.
1: So you know, just <laughs> run the string out. You're number three. My number three is Dak Prescott. Ooh, now again, everybody, everybody, you know, oh, what a great guy. He came in his rookie year and he was guns ablaze. And yes, he he was the next the next big thing, and they're even this offseason, well, we got we got to sign him to a contract. We got to we got to rush out and give him money.
0: Tony Romo with a tan.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if, if I I looked at his numbers and the guy's never had more than 23 touchdowns in a single season. Uh, last year he had 22. That's 16th in the NFL. Right. Uh, he took 56 sacks last year. He's got the best offensive line in football, and he took 56 sacks. That's that's holding the ball longer than Aaron Rodgers. Now that's a that's a that's, a, that's standard. a long time that's a long time and then uh you know it, it, it just if you look at his numbers overall they're all average numbers and it's the same thing every time one of his star guys you know cooper Elliot his offensive line any of those guys get hurt he goes in the tank right so he doesn't elevate his team he he's a good game manager but he's not and, and because he plays for the Cowboys and the the Cowboys' quarterback is you know, well, prestige,
0: and it's, it's kind of like the Yankees. It's the yeah. only team you see on TV every week. Exactly, as if there's no other team that exists in well in the NFL.
1: Well, if they if they didn't play every every week on TV, then Joe Buck and Aikman wouldn't <laughs> have, have a anything, job. To, <laughs> anything to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my number two guy, Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers. So this is going to continue with the whole Winston and Lamar thing. But do you remember when Cam Newton was drafted? I do. Oh, my God, the Hall of Fame bust was being designed the second the card was turned into the commissioner draft. This is Newton's ninth season in the NFL. He has just one season in which he has thrown more than 4,000 yards, and that was his rookie year. Then he totally destroyed the value of the NFL regular season MVP award by winning it in a year in which he threw only 3,800 yards, a 3-to-1 touchdown interception ratio, and to get destroyed by a seventy-five-year-old Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, Newton looked foolish, but he was your MVP that's this year. That's because they vote before the end of the uh, <laughs> the end of the actual season. This year, Newton tried to play through a foot injury mainly because he just couldn't possibly possibly admit that he was hurt, and instead would rather tear down teams' chances of winning than to sit on the sideline and watch somebody else play. Something. You know, in the order of, that spotlight needs to shine on me all the time, every time. Continued to strut around the field as if he was actually accomplishing something amazing. Dresses like a foolish looking child and can't complete a single grammatically correct sentence. Does Does he have his own fashion line? I don't know. Is, is that why he's pimping uh, this so hard? Is that considered fashion?
1: In, uh, uh, in in France, maybe a headscarf babushka with a hat on. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> where 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 you know they wave the white flag at every opportunity. He needs to spend a little
0: more time perfecting his craft, and I mean his craft on the field, not his off the field swag
1: game. Yeah, he's 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 at the end of his career. He's got to find something else to do. And there, I
0: mean, when there's talk that Kyle Allen may be replacing you next year,
1: yeah, that's not good. No, all right.
0: So you agree. I, so, I, your number two guy is Cam Newton. No. Oh, no Cam, Newton,
1: Cam Newton was my number five. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Pay attention. I'm oh, just not talking. I'm just not a pretty face here. <laughs> my number two guy is Baker Mayfield. Oh. And it's, it's early. Yes. And I think he certainly has an opportunity to turn things around. But if, if you recall the roller coaster that is Baker Mayfield, I mean, right. he came on the heels of uh, Johnny Football. Yes. And, you know, so everybody, everybody, of course, thought he was this brash, you know, millennial, entitled, you know, guy. Right. And he came out and, you know, of course, he had the worst coaching staff in the history of the NFL mentoring him. He came out and he had a uh, so-so start. And then Freddie Kitchens took over and boom, things just took off. Right. Well, now we turned it. So everybody drafted him, you know, early this year in, in the fantasy world. It was... You know, he was second or third in most boards. Right. And he's completely face-planted. <laughs> he, I mean, his offensive line is horrible, but I'm, I'm tired of hearing that excuse. If, right. You're, if, right. You're,
0: if, you, if you can't make a play after, after your first read, yeah, there's other problems. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is why Baker Mayfield's my number one. Oh. Most over a quarterback, Cleveland Browns. We're in lockstep and here you're, you're going to learn a little thing that it has to do with, other than number five for me, a lot of talk, no action. Yeah, And I have to admit, I was a believer in Baker Mayfield. I thought he was he was going to be the guy
1: that takes Cleveland finally to the promised land. That's why you hosed me in the trade on him. I understand. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: And I hate to admit that I never suspected Baker Mayfield would rather take the Cam Newton route of playing NFL quarterback rather than the Tom Brady path. Here are the facts.
1: I mean, no, kinda had, kinda, I mean, you kind of of. I mean, you kind of. He was kind of a cocky shit coming out of college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Going back to last season, Baker Mayfield has 25 interceptions. That's the wow. worst in the NFL.
1: That's not good.
0: Baker Mayfield has 10 interceptions in the first co- fourth quarter and overtime, which is tied with Jameis Winston for Ooh. the worst in the NFL. He has fewer passing yards than Andy Dalton. Oh, my God. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has fewer touchdowns than Mason Rudolph who has only played a little less than three games. Wow. He is the 14th-ranked passer in yards, the 43rd-ranked quarterback in passer rating, and the 43rd-ranked passer in completion percentage. Your most overrated quarterback.
1: So wait a minute. So I, I should go to the web right now and change my starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right? you should. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> right. well, aren't they off this week? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm, probably not, I'm probably not playing them. There's, my- the, there's a <laughs> the 50-50 shot. I'm not playing them, then. <laughs> my number one Overrated quarterback Bigger Mayfield, and for you, well, I got I got the overrated quarterback of all time. Okay, like it's Kirk Cousins. Ooh, this guy played the game in Washington. But did you see
0: his last two games? He's amazing.
1: Two games. Let's go. <laughs> uh, recency bias. Yes, the guy. The guy got paid twenty eight million dollars a year from the Vikings, and I get that salary doesn't mean you are good or bad, right? But he he played the whole game to get out of Washington. Got paid more, progressively more and more money. Finally, the Vikings. Threw the Brinks truck at him, right? And he, he's a complete—he's a colossal failure. He's five as a starter. He's five and twenty-seven against teams that have a winning record. This isn't even playoff teams. This is just teams that are winning records. So when you're gambling, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't take Minnesota unless Kirk Cousin isn't. You know, I mean, they they were what thirteen wins the the year before he came, right? And in the playoffs. Right. And then he comes in in there eight and seven or eight. eight
0: well, and, and Grant, I'm going to, not that I'm sticking up for Kirk Cousins, but a lot of that had to do with their, uh, they were throwing the ball around when he first started there. And then yeah, someone, you- someone in the ownership said, I don't want to be doing that. I want to be running the ball more. And they, they switched up their whole offensive scheme.
1: I don't, I don't buy it. I think that's complete crap. No, that that that's been that's wait, wait actually minute, been reported. Minute, hold on, hold on. Yes, let, yes. Let, me, let me let me go back to what you just said. Well, I'm not wearing purple glasses. What, what about the last two
0: games? it has been amazing. Well, they had to because you know, the receivers crying and pissing
1: and moaning doing the millennial. I'm not getting my spotlight. So so okay, wait a minute. So when he does good, he's throwing. He's good quarterback. When he's doing bad, it's because of the system.
0: No, no, I'm just saying that. Is this
1: is this uh, the Tom Brady continuum? No, no,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm I'm not like I said. I'm not sticking up for. it. I'm just saying that that that's been listed as that's the reason why that that they they switched offensive coordinators. You know, they got rid of the one guy and they brought in this guy who was all about running football and didn't want to pass the ball as much. That's
1: part of it. I call horse dookie. Okay, well, you you do
0: that. (laughs) I know things. (laughs) I know things. And and like I heard before, as Homer says,
1: everyone is stupid except (laughs) me. Yeah,
0: exactly. So is is that
1: a new drop, by the way?
0: Yeah, that's a new drop. I I, I have all kinds. You want to hear them?
1: Yeah. I got this this one. Oh, no.
0: And then I got this one.
1: Oh, I get it. I get jokes. (laughs) hey you need you guys need that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) they'll be used throughout the the podcasting but
1: um there they are our our top five most overrated quarterbacks take it for what you will and and write write everything we said down go out and start making trades immediately and i'm looking at the
0: clock we're already an hour into this and we're not even halfway through
1: holy cow we gotta pick up the pace yeah
0: we, we got a we got a guy on the phone and uh like i said i recorded it last couple days ago our Beat the Host segment. So we're going to get right into that, and then we'll, after that, we'll move right into our Must Starts and Don't Bothers. So shall we do that?
1: I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? I'm sorry, winning. I'll be over here, like, winning. We're going to win so much. You may even get tired
0: of winning. That's right. It's time for beat the host. Everybody, our weekly contest. That's going to take place over the full season with 13 of our lucky listeners who, uh, signed up and were drawn to take part in the contest. They drafted a team and each week they play against each other to see who can get the highest score while also trying to beat Dan and me, which isn't very hard to do right now. Um, However, each week we talked to the person who ended up to see the week in last place with the fewest points scored, and they get the opportunity to vampire a player from another team and uh, try and make their team better so that uh, we don't have to talk to them on the phone. And this week we have Jack Weber. Jack, how you doing?
1: Doing pretty good today, Dave. All
0: right. Well, um, sorry about last week. I know you, you got a player stolen from you, and uh, it didn't help you, but... Um, Hopefully we can fix that up today. So I'm going to go over your team really quick. You're going to get the chance to take one of your players and switch it off with one of the other teams that has a player that wasn't in first place. So that leaves you with 12 other teams, well, actually 13 other teams. And your team right now is Jared Goff at quarterback, running back Duke Johnson, wide receiver, the injured Devontae Adams, tight end Vance McDonald, and Cleveland Browns defense. So you're going to vulture a player, and which team would you like to take that from?
1: I'd like to take that from Brad Bundison's team.
0: Brad Bundison's team and his team, just for everybody's recollection, quarterback Phillip Rivers, running back Christian McCaffrey, wide receiver Cooper Cup, tight end Delaney Walker, and the Los Angeles Rams defense. Which player would you like to take? Uh, Dave, I'd like to take back Christian McCaffrey <laughs> this week. <laughs> take back the player that he stole from you the week before. So you're going to give Indeed. him Duke Johnson and take back Christian McCaffrey and put him back on a team where he belongs. All right. Well, so with that, you also get the opportunity, if you wish, to dump one of your other team players and uh, pick up a player from the undrafted free agency list. Would you like to do that? Love to. All right. Who you want to drop?
1: would like to drop the injured Devontae Adams. Why?
0: Injured Devontae Adams, and you would like to pick up which player?
1: I'd like to add Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, most people would look at that and say, you're crazy. But who knows? I don't even know if Devontae Adams is going to play many more games this year. Those turf to injuries seem to be nagging and long-lasting. So hopefully this will work out for you. Um And hopefully we won't have to talk to you again, but I I do appreciate you taking some time to do this with us. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Like I said, hopefully we won't talk to you again. Uh, Anything else you want to say? Anything, any other comments, questions, concerns?
1: Nope, I think I'm all right. Thank you.
0: All right, well, good luck. And um, hopefully we'll talk to you at the end of the season when we get to give you a prize, okay? Sounds good. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Brad will not be very happy. As you heard.
1: No, I didn't hear. What's, well, what's,
0: you know, Christian McCaffrey,
1: um, who he just took last week. Well, he, he had him for a week. Yeah, he had him for a week. He he can't and, be stingy. And he
0: didn't do anything for him.
1: That's true. <laughs> but <laughs> That's true.
0: But as I learned after I went through everything, we'll probably have Jack on again next week because uh found out that he only has one player going this weekend. Oh, out man. Out of his five.
1: I was counting on because I, I got Cook hurt. I got you know, I'd, Cooper I'd like hurt. I'm there. like, ah.
0: <laughs> So um, that done, the other part of that whole segment is our must-starts and don't bothers. And as always, we start with the quarterbacks. My first must-start this week, Josh Allen versus Buffalo. If you're looking for a quarterback with one of the easiest schedules for fantasy football points, look no further than Josh Allen. Over the next five weeks, their toughest challenge is going to be a game against Philly. The other matchups include Cleveland, Washington, and another game against Miami, who they're playing this week. The Dolphins' defense alone has given up 16 total touchdowns and the most fantasy points to quarterbacks so far. My second must-start this week, Jacoby Brissett against Indianapolis. He's coming off a bye week and now has a home game against Houston. The Texans' defense is struggling against quarterbacks when they play on the road. They have allowed an average of over 320 passing yards per game. I also like Matt Ryan against the Rams, and Jimmy Garoppolo against the Redskins. Jimmy G, who do you got for must starts? Any? You
1: know, I, I, I like. I Josh Allen's was my my must must have guy, and I do like Brissette as a yeah. a pickup if you need to grab somebody off the waiver wire. Yeah, if he, he's probably there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, who knows now with all the quarterbacks? Well, that's true too.
1: They're dropping like flies. Who knows?
0: Quarterback don't bother for me this week. Phillip Rivers against Tennessee. He has completely fallen off the rails. He has scored a combined 19 points over the last two games, and this doesn't look very good week for him either. The Titans' defense is the one thing on that team that's doing any good. They've allowed an average of only 238 passing yards and just over one touchdown per game. I see a tough week for Phillip Rivers. Oh man Rivers. Derek Carr against Green Bay.
1: Tough said. He's, he's playing the Packers.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Another quarterback coming off a bye and playing on the road in Green Bay. I have a stat coming up in the sports investing segment that talks about the amazing record and stats that the Packers have at home. Oh, I guess I do have the Packers. I have Green Bay this week. You did take Green Bay. No, oh, we were talking about Wisconsin, weren't we? we were, ta- Yes, yeah, so we were talking Wisconsin. All right. Okay, forget all that. The fact is that they have only allowed six touchdown passes – and an average of 12 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And to that to add to that fact, Carr has failed to score even 16 points in a single game this season. But who's going to be starting him in most of their leagues this year, this
1: week? You? Me! I oh. don't know. Because you traded Matt Ryan to somebody who really deserved to have him. No, I traded – no, I have him in one
0: league because I had – Um. Drew Brees and Ben mm. Roethlisberger. Oh, Christ. Okay. Lost them for one, yeah. one game. Then I picked up Derek Carr and uh, Mason Rudolph. Lost Mason Rudolph. So I'm stuck. So in, in other words, everybody should look at your starting lineup and then not play those exactly. guys. <laughs> I also don't like Sam Darnold against the Patriots or Matthew Stafford against the Vikings. Running backs must start this week. Tevin Coleman versus Washington. Washington is turning into a Miami-type must-start situation. Anyone going against the Redskins on your roster should, by this point in the season, be in your starting lineup. The Redskins have allowed 159 scrimmage yards to running backs this season so far, and they've also given up the fifth most fantasy points to that position. Also, Josh Jacobs against Green Bay. Yes, I talk about how tough the Packers' defense has been against the past, but... They're giving up a ton of yards and points to rushers. Packers defense is averaging five yards per carry to running backs and over 26 fantasy points to running backs. They've been better the last two games, though. Yes. I also like Devin Singletary against Miami. Oh, yeah. And Jordan Howard against the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Matt Breida. Matt Breida you like, too? Matt Breida. San Francisco. San Francisco's the the best rushing team in football. Play, play both their guys, and you'll – Get we'll them all in well. there. Yeah, get them all in there.
0: As far as running back, don't bother. For me, Duke Johnson gets Indianapolis. I, I know this one firsthand. Johnson has been disappointing so far this season, and I don't know why. He's still just getting the scraps from Carlos Hyde.
1: And I, I don't understand that either. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the, the Drake-Duke Johnson yeah. conundrum.
0: Don't go chasing points from last week's performance when it comes to Johnson. The Colts defense is allowing the eighth-fewest points to running backs right now. Kenyon Drake against Buffalo, the guy on the trading block. Most people have a a good showing from Drake using him as a flex option last week, but uh, he finished with only 13 fantasy points. He was also fighting for touches against the likes of Mark Walton and Kalen Ballage. I have no idea who those guys
1: are. Picked up Mark Walton, and did you
0: both in both my leagues? Yeah, I always like Kalen Balch, but he's just
1: not getting any playing time. No, it like will I, be soon when they trade Drake. I don't think so. I think uh, uh, the guy just going to uh, be Walton. Well, I think it's and don't forget they have uh, uh, Miles Gaskin on their bench, another rookie, mm-hmm. a little fast guy, just like just like Walton. So, man, uh,
0: Drake is almost unusable. Oh, fantasy. yeah. Oh, yeah. I also don't like Melvin Gord against Tennessee or Joe Mix against Jacksonville Jaguars. Must start receivers. Michael Gallup against Philly. Average more than 17 fantasy points per game so far this year. And he is third in the league. He's third in the league against uh, amongst receivers.
1: Third. third?
0: Yes. I have him, and I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know
1: that. I mean, I have Goodwin or Godwin, too, but... Uh... And I, and I he's know a, he's doing fantasy. Fina- fina-
0: they're off this week, right? Tampa's off? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, with it looking
0: more and more evident, Cooper might just miss another game. Gallup is a great start in fantasy. Even with Cooper in the game, you need Gallup in your starting lineup. The Eagles have given up more touchdowns and fantasy points to receivers, lined up out wide than any other team in the NFL. Calvin Ridley against the Rams. Don't you have him too? No? I just traded him. In four of his first six games, Ridley has scored over 14 points and a touchdown each game. This week, the Rams' defense makes him a strong flex consideration. The Rams have lost Aqib Talib to the IR, and her defense has allowed seven touchdowns receivers lined up out wide.
1: Don't forget, though, they just signed uh, or just traded for Jalen Ram-
0: Ramsey. Who,
1: who, who miraculously is. I, hurt. I, I need his doctor. Cause yeah.
0: I need, my back is killing me. And, all it, of a sudden, his back is fine. Apparently, they're just
1: a different color uniform completely fixes uh, that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also like Robert Woods against Atlanta
1: and Philip Dorsett against the Jets. Can I give you a couple of sneakies? Sure. Jacoby Myers. Okay. For New England. If, uh, I, I don't, I, Dorsett, I'm on the fence about. I, okay. I, I've, I've got him in a couple of leagues, but uh, I think Jacoby Myers could be a, a, nice, a neat sneaky one. And uh, the uh, Alan Lazard. Your, your best pick from last year's draft. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He's going he's gonna to be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, as far as don't bothers, Terry McLaurin against San Francisco. He's been a scoring monster this year, and with all the buys, you may still end up having to start him, but don't expect things from him, though. San Francisco has given up just six catches, along with the eighth fewest points to receivers lined up out wide, where McLaurin runs most of his routes and also Mike Williams against Tennessee. Williams has scored over 12 points in his last two games, but he still doesn't have a single touchdown. He's kind of like Julio Jones. Ooh. All kinds of catches, no scores. Yeah. With the return of Hunter Henry to the starting lineup, (laughs) Williams is bound to lose targets in the red zone. Coming into this game, the Titans defense has given up only the second fewest catches to visiting receivers through week six. I'm also not a fan of Alshon Jeffrey at Dallas. Or Alan Robinson at New Orleans. And finally, tight ends. Hunter Henry's back on my must start list, everyone. <laughs> Luckily you got you got somebody to replace Mariota for your man crush. So and, and, and Darren Waller, who I'm in love with too. And he just gave him a ton of money. Oh. Um he, Hunter Henry was back last week after another injury and Made an immediate impact for the Chargers by scoring a pair of touchdowns and 30 fantasy points for his owners who took the chance of putting him in their lineup. He should be a good option again this week against the Titans. They've given up the third most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Mark Andrews against Seattle. We'll see if Lamar Jackson can throw him the ball.
1: He has been all season long. (laughs)
0: Look at the guy's numbers. They're amazing. With four teams on by this week, there just isn't much else out there other than the big-name guys, of course. Andrews ranks sixth in targets and averages 24 routes run per game. He should be a must-start against Seattle, who has surrendered the sixth most most catches per game and the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. I also like my other new love affair, Darren Waller against Green Bay and TJ Hawkinson against Minnesota.
1: Hawkinson scares me. Him and Fant just haven't... Fant was horrible on Thursday Exactly, night. that's what's scary. And Hawkinson's had the same well, kind of problem. Hawkinson tried leaping over someone and yep.
0: he just grabbed his leg and cracked his head into the ground. Delaney Walker, don't bother this week against the Chargers. Made a trade for him and it's kind of like every time I trade for A.J. Green. Zero. <laughs> In his last three games, Walker has scored only 11 fantasy points. I wish I would have known that. On top of that, he ranks 21st in targets amongst tight ends during that time. Meanwhile, the Chargers are only allowing 3.5 catches per game to tight ends. But guess who I have to start this week? Mm. Delaney Walker. (laughs) Trey Burton against New Orleans. Last year, Burton was a top 10 tight end. However, this year, he's failed to score more than six points through his first four games of the year. Don't look for him to all of a sudden break that streak this week against the Saints. New Orleans is averaging only four catches per game and one touchdown to tight ends. The Saints defense is giving up the eighth fewest points to tight ends so far this year. I also don't like Kyle Rudolph because I never do. Yeah. Or Jack Doyle <laughs> against Houston. And that's it for your must-starts and don't bothers. It's time to say my fantasy team is losing like a drunken sailor like I have to do. And I'm actually try and make some money the old-fashioned way. <laughs> I'm going to earn it in the casino. So here we go.
1: I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Oh, that one.
0: That's, that's the wrong drop. I'm an idiot. Boo. <laughs> We're going to go to the casino, everyone.
1: Ace Rothstein.
0: Please, please forgive me. I'm a rookie with the board. <laughs> it's a new board. The first, people. <laughs> first time. So, it'll get better. I promise. There's not even a sticky note on the darn thing. Well, no, because I, I realized I thought there were only going to be eight pods that I could use. Okay. But there's like a second pod that you could go to.
1: Oh, so there, each each one has two. There's three actually. So I could fill that some bitch up with twenty oh, 24- four you are gonna come up with some drops, man. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what you should call in on the on the listener line. Call yeah, in and call leave your drops. drops.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm working on um made him an offer I can't refuse. Okay. Okay. So, but uh it's time to earn some money, everybody. Pay off that house payment and uh, get a new car in the garage. We're uh, going into the casino and it's our sports investing segment. You can check them out on on the website, mycffl.com, on this on the sports investing page. And to just update you, last week was not good, which is why Dan's not here. He he actually may be hanging from his toenails. He's on the run? Yes. Last week, oh, I actually did all right. I went six, six, six and seven. Not that that's amazing, but that's not it, even, it that, upped that, my that's, percentage. That, that's not even good. That's I have a 60% winning percentage this season, all right. six, that, I mean, that, which is making money. Yeah. Uh, Dan, on the other hand, uh, he went 3-13 last week. Ouch. Got every college game wrong. I don't feel any pressure at all now. (laughs) (laughs) So that that dropped him down to 50% winning percentage. Ouch. So if it wouldn't be for that uh, first week parlay that he won big bucks on, he'd be losing a lot of money right now. But you, as I put him onto the website, uh, used up a lot of that money from him.
1: Well, I'm, I'm trying to replenish the bank account so so he can come out of hiding and come back into the man room.
0: <laughs> We're going to start with the NFL games since those are the ones where I always do the most research and the college are just, I, I go with a plan for the week and that's what I do. So we'll start with the NFL. My first game, Atlanta versus the Rams. I'm going with the over of 54. The Rams offense is struggling right now, but this week they face off against a Falcons defense that is unbelievably bad. Yes. So bad that it might actually cost head coach Dan Quinn his job. With that being said, <laughs> the Falcons offense can still move the ball really good, and the Rams defense isn't quite what they were expected to be. I like this game to be a shootout, which is why I'm taking the over in this game of 54. You got uh, like 12 games.
1: I got nine. Nine college, <laughs> nine football. nine,
0: And then I can only do a parley of eight, by the way, so I... Dropped one of your games out of the
1: parlay. Okay. I
0: don't remember which one it is. You'll see it on the website.
1: It doesn't matter. All right. It's going to win. They're all going to win, so it doesn't really matter which one (laughs) you pick. So so you're. Has has anybody ever. What's the highest winning percentage ever? You guys know? uh, I don't
0: know. This is the first time I'm actually keeping track
1: of it. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Your first game of your nine? I, I, and I I just did these in order of what they were on the sheet you sent me. Okay. And, And actually, your sheet gave me a lot more, uh, plus options the, the the spreads were a little bit better so yeah well that's because we always make our bets early in the
0: week we? oh
1: they're, they're, okay that makes sense okay so my first game uh i'm actually pick. i'm taking oakland plus six and a half against green bay it, it's Ooh. that game scares me without the receivers and oh. oakland's oakland's playing better football everybody made fun of gruden and now they're making that team pretty uh pretty uh
0: well then I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go against you here
1: I think we should go against each other in every single game. <laughs> and see who- that way, One of us is going to be amazing. <laughs> well, unless we <laughs> well, pick we, the wrong yeah, sides. 500 each. Yeah. I'm actually
0: taking Green Bay minus a 6.5 versus Oakland without even two or three of those receivers. In the Rodgers era since 2008, Dan will love this. The Packers are the only team in the NFL that ranks top five in home away scoring differential for both offense and defense. Oh. They average 3.7 points per game at home, more at home than on the road. And they have held their opponents to a league-best 4.9, fewer points in Green Bay. This is the best home-field advantage of any team in the NFL. Wow. And as a result, they have an NFL-high 8.5-point home away scoring differential. Give me the Packers. I'll lay those 6.5 points. I know speaking numbers, it gets rough and... It's no, like the, I'm, I'm impressed. Math on the radio. <laughs> your second of your nine games.
1: My second is uh, this is this is the lock of the week. Oh boy, San Francisco minus ten versus Washington. As you spoke earlier, Washington is dreadful. So. Yes.
0: How did I not pick them?
1: I don't know. It's a, damn. That's that's a good. That's a great matchup.
0: Scared money don't make money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My next game: Baltimore plus three and a half versus Seattle. This is a game between two of the better teams in the NFL right now. Shocking, I know. The extra half point makes this game I'm interested in because it means the Ravens can lose by a field goal and still win it for me. I think this will be a close game, and I even think the Ravens could pull the upset and win this game straight up due to how well the Ravens are playing right now on defense especially. I'm taking the Ravens and the 3.5 points.
1: You're taking Lamar Jackson and the 3.5 points. I'm, I'm taking their defense. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm
1: also taking Baltimore in, three, uh, in the three and a half.
0: Perfect. My next game, Dallas versus Philly under 49. These two teams are pretty evenly matched up. I think this is going to be uh down-to-the-wire type defensive battle. I'm not convinced in the Cowboys offense considering how poorly they have been playing, and both of these teams have way too many guys out with injuries. I'm going to avoid picking a winner and just say
1: that the combined they are going to score under 49 points. I also have the Philadelphia Dallas game under the 49. Yes. <laughs> so right now, you, I can tell you right now, things are not going good for either one of us. <laughs> Miami
0: plus 16 and a half versus Buffalo. This is the most bewildering point spread of the week for me. Don't get me wrong. The Dolphins are horrendous, but 16 and a half seems like way too big of a spread when you consider they're playing the Bills, who has a struggling offense when it comes to throwing the ball with any consistency. I'm telling you the Dolphins are going to lose this game, no doubt. But even they should be able to stick closer than two touchdowns and cover against the Bills.
1: I took the Miami-Buffalo game, but I took the under. I took the under 39. Miami's not going to score any points on yeah. the Buffalo defense. So, right. And Buffalo's not going to score 39 <laughs> points. So.
0: And my final game, I know you got more. I have <laughs> Minnesota in a pick'em versus Detroit. I jumped on this game as soon as it was available. Before the sportsbooks realized that they had it as a pick'em, there is no way the Vikings should be a pick'em against the Lions. Right now, the Vikings' defense is heads and tails, or heads and shoulders, <laughs> above the Packers' defense, who beat them last Monday. Add to that the short week for the Vikings, and it looks like to be an easy win for the for the Vikings, who seem to have their problems on offense fixed for the time being. I'm taking the Vikings in a pick'em.
1: That's that that's one I that surprises me that I didn't look see that one yeah I didn't see that one huh but I'm gonna uh, so I'm gonna I'll run rattle these, off your rattle through these quick so I got the Arizona New York Giant game I got the over forty nine okay I think that's just gonna be a score fest yes either one of them can stop either one so I think it's right. gonna be a score fest Houston plus one versus Indianapolis rivalry game you know conference game I think I just think Houston with their quarterback is a little bit better than.
0: Jacoby right now? Yeah,
1: I'll take Deshaun over Jacoby.
0: Plus, their receivers are better. Yeah. I mean, offensively. T.Y. Like, Hilton might not be playing.
1: I think, Well, I think he's in, but, yeah. you know. Hurt. He, he's, he's always hurt. In but hurt. Uh, I got Cincinnati. This is the one that scares the crap out of me, but I took it anyway. <laughs> I took Cincinnati at home, plus the three and a half against Jacksonville. I think. Jacksonville's not as good as they're playing, right? And Cincinnati's not as bad. And Cincinnati's got to win a game, right? It's one of those, you know, they got to win sooner. Later. I know it's it's like you know you feel stupid even saying it, but it's it's the truth. Yeah. Um, we did the Miami Buffalo. Oh, New Orleans uh, plus three against Chicago. Okay. Hate Chicago. I just take I I, I just took <laughs> I it because I hate Chicago. Yeah. yeah.
0: I stopped doing that when that didn't work very well. for <laughs> yeah, me. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> and now we move to the college bets. And this is my plan this week. I'm going with the blue bloods. That's that's kind of what in, I did in most of my things.
1: Because you know, I I looked at the games. That, you know, you guys are picking these like re- army
0: versus northwest, eastern, no, southern you know, states. Yeah, exactly.
1: The, it's the directional university <laughs> versus you know some team I never heard of. I'm like, I got to look them up and go. I don't know. Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah I did mostly uh, mostly. Uh, recognizable team yes
0: so and like we mentioned earlier we both had ohio state minus 28 and a half against northwestern
1: we're already off to a good start
0: candy from a baby that was <laughs> the free spot on a bingo board uh my next game auburn minus 19 against arkansas auburn is amazing and arkansas is still trying to get over the uh Bielima era
1: oh did did speaking of Bielema, did you hear the no yeah, he had a he had a sh- uh, who got suspended from New England? Uh, on the defensive side. Oh, um uh, Be- Bennett Michael Bennett. Okay.
0: Oh yeah, for the game.
1: Yeah. Got suspended for, for arguing. Ar- detrimental. For arguing with Bielema. Oh, I didn't that's realize was. Bielema
0: was there. That
1: was that was who oh. he was that's who he's arguing with. I thought that was hilarious. You should
0: get an extra paycheck. <laughs> exactly.
1: <inside>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, you, know, you got another nine games in this one.
1: Oh, so you don't have you don't have any more? You had just a one game? No, I got, no, I got I oh. got five shoo, games. Shoo, okay. So I got, uh, I got Florida, trying to, trying to make up for last week, uh, minus 4.5 uh, at South Carolina, who's coming off a big win. So okay. you take the team that had the big win and take the team that had the big loss. And yep. Bet the opposite side.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got Clemson, minus 24 versus Louisville. Um, last year, I believe Clemson scored 56 points or more against Louisville. And uh, I don't think Louisville scored. Is Louisville, it
1: was, is Louisville good this year or no? Not, not as good as not like they've been. They
0: have been, but so I'm taking Clemson minus 24,
1: and I will be taking Texas Tech plus the seven against Iowa State.
0: Ooh. Red Raiders. The Red from, Raiders from um, Lubbock, Texas. Yes, uh, I got LSU, the the team that I may actually make some money on this year because I have them winning the championship in a, in not only in, in the. Wager page on here for the fun money, but I actually have a Las Vegas ticket in my safe downstairs from LSU. For LSU winning the national
1: championship. Is the uh former Badger defensive coordinator still in LSU? Um I don't know. I can't remember his name. I don't,
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'd have to look that up. But I have them minus 19 and a half versus Mississippi State, give me LSU.
1: I have Boston College? Yes. Plus three against North Carolina State.
0: North Carolina State not very good.
1: No, yeah, you he, he just was some college. <laughs> yeah, one of them's going to win. Well,
0: like, no, because it can't even end in a tie. Can't yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> uh, Central Florida, my new one of my new favorite teams, minus thirty three. Big Is spread.
1: Is that the coach? Um, no, that's that's, that's Lane, Lane not Kiffin? Um,
0: Lane Kiffin. That's that's Florida International. Okay. Uh, this is Central Florida, the Golden Knights, the ones who keep getting screwed
1: out of being in the playoffs. Oh, these are the guys that named themselves national champions yes. a couple years ago. Okay, best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't care about you guys. We're champs. I have minus thirty three against East Carolina, a directional college. Well, I'm going to take uh, the other Florida school okay. to lose. I have Navy, that ground and pound. Yes, let's just bore everybody to death. Yeah, <laughs> offense. Uh, versus, uh, South Triple Florida option. Yeah, exactly. South Florida is not good. No, not, yeah.
0: not at all. All right. So I, that was the rest of my games. So finish yours off and then we'll get into my parlays. Okay.
1: So I got Missouri minus 21 and a half at Vandy. Yep. I got UAB cha in the money uh, versus <laughs> old dominion. Okay. And I got Georgia minus 25 at Kentucky. And last but not least, the biggest game of the week because I chickened out on the Wisconsin game. Penn State minus nine oh. against Michigan. Yes, those khakis are going to be wrinkled tonight. <laughs> Beat them into submission.
0: <laughs> and as always, I we do a parlay for we just for the fuck of it, for, for fun of it. I mean, <laughs> we do a parlay where we take our games and just put five five bucks on. They don't count as one of our picks, but you know, if we win, it counts as money in our pocket. Just for the shits and giggles. Yeah. But then I did do, as, as one of my picks, I did a money line parlay, taking just the winners from each team, each game. And I'm using this week Auburn, North Carolina State, LSU, Central Florida, the 49ers, the Rams, the Bills, and the Patriots. If they all win, I'll make like 60 bucks because the payoff is horrible. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just not even worth doing. <laughs> and that's it for the betting, everybody. It's time to get into the club, but remember, before you do that, it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing, and don't bet any more you can afford to lose. You ready for a drink? I am ready. All right, here we go. As long as it's something with Dr. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> It's time for the Fantasy Girl, everybody. He has his rum and pepper, one of my favorite drinks. Nice little spiced rum and Dr. Pepper. Oh, the the spiced rum makes it all. <laughs> little Captain Jerry's. And <laughs> 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 but it's, it's Fantasy Girl time. Our guy's opportunity to do what we do, which is look at girls and um, ogle them and, you
1: know, and guess what their measurements guess are. Guess what their measurements yeah. are.
0: And you get to be Dan this week and do that. So So should I should I play my formulaic? Uh... <laughs> when we get to that point, you can tell everybody how you do this. Okay. Our our fantasy girl this week, check her out on the website, mycfl.com, L Liberace.
1: Any relationship to the other Liberace? Other than the fact that she likes men too? That's, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Elle Liberace
0: was born February 23rd, 1976, so she's older than 18, which okay. would make Dan comfortable. Wow. <laughs> she's a British fashion model who attributes her Brigitte Bardot looks to her parents and their French Italian heritage. During her career has secured covers and editorials in publications around the world, including Ocean Drive, Harper's Bazaar, GQ Esquire, along with fronting campaigns for many well known brands, including Gassard, L'Oreal, Coco de Mer, Avon, Swarovski, Guess Watches, Agent Provocateur, and Boodles.
1: This all sounds very French.
0: Yes. <laughs> Elle became the exclusive face and body of Gassard Lingerie, winning four awards for British Lingerie Brand of the Year because she was wearing it. Uh, she made her on scene de- debut in the Universal film Your Highness, appearing alongside James Franco, Zoe Deschanel, and Natalie Portman.
1: Never saw her. She must have been a uh, extra. extra.
0: <laughs> Elle is passionate about uh, being an ambassador for the British charity organization Breast Cancer Now. To raise awareness and funding to aid the, with vital breast cancer research, a recent collaboration with Brian May from the rock band Queen was a huge success raising funds for the charity through her auction event, "Rock and Ribbon. She must have sold some previously worn lingerie. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> El Liberace has a worldwide following on her beauty and lifestyle blog, cbyl.com. Passionate about healthy organic living, aren't they all? Nutrition and positive self-image, Elle continues to represent the healthy, natural look that started her career. This is your chance. The, no, I got a bell for you. You don't need the bell.
1: Oh, I, don't get to, I don't get to ding my I'll, own bell?
0: I'll, I'll ring your bell. <laughs> the blonde-haired, blue-eyed British model stands five feet, eight inches tall. She I weighs know. 128 pounds, and her measurements are... 5'8". Yes, 128.
1: 128. Now, and what what, what, is, co- what color are eyes? Uh, That's the most important thing for the measurements.
0: Blonde hair, blue eyes. Blue eyes. Okay. Okay. Got it. And her blonde hair is dyed. Oh, cr- see, that
1: throws it off a little bit. So oh. the curtains don't match the carpet. Can I see? Oh, sure. Uh, the top row, there, the red one. This one? No, the other one. This one. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to go with your um. Okay. You, how how do you do this? Okay, so this is this is so she's she's a fashion model, right? Yes. So any basic fashion model as anybody knows, <laughs> you know, th- this whole theory pisses dad off. I here. know. So <laughs> it's, it's it's 36 24 36 is standard. Okay. So you, you work off of that. It's either a little bit more or a little bit less. So All right. She okay. looks a little bit less. Okay. So I'm going to go 34 35. I'm going to go 34. <laughs> Our horn's a little loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 33. i see. You want to do bra size guess? I'm not. I don't even. Um,
1: B? C. 38C. Waste. Wait a minute. 38? Yeah. I thought you said 30. Well, it's, that's her, her oh, measurement oh, around. Oh, I thought, okay. I see, bras are different. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. you threw me off for a second there. Okay, waist. What's 24.
0: 22. 22. <laughs> You're not even looking at her waist, for God's sake. Well, no, sake. but I, I already already looked oh, at it, so look- I I'm,
1: I'm, I did everything off of that, so I okay. assume that was 24. All right, waist or hips. So I knew that was 24. <laughs> that was 30. Was top was 34. Top was 33.
0: 33, 20, 22. 33, 22, 33. <laughs> you got one right. Eh. Thirty-three, twenty-two, thirty-three. L 33 Liberace, your fantasy girl of the week, everybody. Like I said, check her on the website, along with everything else we've talked about today. It's been a long show. It's been a very long show. Um, MyCFFL.com. You got comments, questions, concerns? You will say, just get to the important stuff. Don't talk about all the get-off-my-grass crap.
1: And I can, you know. We, we should invite every millennial to... <laughs> call the no they'll text they, they'll te- oh that's right. Thing I, I forgot i forgot yeah. that, that's
0: the other thing i learned too to continue on to this they don't they don't um they don't use doorbells they always text and just say
1: here uh, oh i just say is it because is it unclean to touch no, a doorbell? I, no, they, they, or do they, the doorbells they, have the camera in them so they're, they're scared too lazy to get out of their uber they just text oh, and say i'm here there you go okay well, can, can i can i do something real quick sure I, I want I to want apologize to my my three lovely daughters. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, because they're millennials, and they'll take offense to everything well, no, I Well, no, no,
0: see, and that's this is the other thing I learned. But they will they, take offense. They, <laughs> they don't take offense. Like, millennials agree with all this stuff that they're like
1: this. Oh, really? But they're proud of it. They don't care.
0: No, they're proud of it. Uh, they okay. look at it as
1: the new way. Okay, Sky, <laughs> Madison, Chance. <laughs> well, now,
0: see, most of this is your own fault for naming them that. it's mostly your fault for naming them. well that's true i I, could have gone with the standards but i'm I'm one of those new age people (laughs) so um millennials you could text us because we know you don't like talking on the phone but everybody else send us a voicemail 414-520-8249 we'll play it on the air text us 414 same number we'll read it on the air or you can email us
1: what about tweeting
0: I don't do the, the. I don't do the Twitter.
1: Do the kids do that anymore? Is that they, is that a thing? No, I
0: I don't know. I know they got off of Facebook Face- because there were too many old
1: people on it. What about FaceTime? FaceTime,
0: I've never FaceTime ever. I've never Skyped. I think somebody's on your phone. <laughs> I took care of it. <laughs> so yeah, so um, whatever, wherever we're at, <laughs> send us emails. It's all on on the page for the for the podcast that's it everybody until next week when it's week eight we'll uh talk to you then good luck and be good